Welcome to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. It is a Friday. Practice number eight has been completed. Todd Graffinini along with John DeShazer of NewOrleansSaints.com. JD, another uh, pretty solid day of work. I I thought the offense looked a lot better today than they have in the last couple days. And I think most of that had to do with the quarterbacks actually had some time to throw the football down the field today. Yeah, we heard uh, Coach Payton talk about ebbs and flows on Thursday, and I thought the ebb and flow went to the offense today. I thought the quarterbacks looked real good, and you mentioned that the protection was there. And even when the protection maybe broke down a little bit, guys stepped up in the pocket, created an extra half second for themselves, and were able to get the ball down the field. I thought I thought Jameis Winston and I thought Taysom Hill had some really good days. Yeah, no question about it. And the, and the receivers, uh, for the most part, caught the football when it was thrown their way, and we saw a lot of yards after catch today, which was something we really haven't seen uh, in the first seven days. Yeah, hit guys in stride, you get those jack yards, and that's always a good thing. Um, I thought in in one-on-one drills, the receivers struggled. Um, They couldn't get separation from the DBs, Uh, but when they got in team drills, I thought they had a lot more success. You saw some crossing patterns, saw some DBs slip, but you saw some guys just flat out beat them, and once you beat them, you're able to turn the corner. If you got a little speed, like some of these Saints receivers do, you're able to make a big play out of it. Yeah, and that's, you know, really the ideal situation when you're talking about camp because you've got the same team going up against each other you don't want to have one side dominate all the time and another side dominate you want it to be on a 50 50 level that means both units are having success absolutely by the end of camp you just want to be able to say you know what we balanced it out we saw what happened with the saints the years where the offense and drew Brees really dominated the defense and it went that way in the regular season where the defense was unable to get stops but we've seen here in camp where you know, we've had a balance here these last few days where the offense started really hot, the defense kind of caught up, and the offense nudged back ahead today. Uh, again, a good day for the offense, but you want to see these ebbs and flows, and you want to see how the defense responds tomorrow. Any uh, of note, uh, both offensively and defensively, that uh, that you can single out today? Well, we mentioned the two quarterbacks. Um, Zach Bond got his second interception at training camp. He's been around the football. I think he's doing a real good job of acclimating and trying to learn what he's supposed to do. Uh, Peyton Smith, uh, Peyton Smith, Peyton Turner. Why do I keep calling him Peyton Smith? Peyton Turner had a really nice play, a couple of plays on the defensive line. And, and again, I think we're seeing some of these guys really kind of round into what the Saints want to see out of them. Michael Thomas is obviously going to be gone for a few weeks at the beginning of the regular season as he recovers from ankle surgery. Has Marquez Callaway really established himself as the number one right now, especially since Traquan Smith is not here? Yeah, he's it. I mean, he's the guy that you look for to make a play. Now, Lil Jordan Humphrey made a nice catch and play today. Uh, you see some flashes out of Deontay Harris. Uh, but if you're talking about a guy who's probably the best all-around receiver on this team right now, I would think it would be Marquez Callaway. All right, J.D., good stuff as always. We'll be back out here tomorrow for practice number nine. But before we end this podcast, we've got a very special guest coming up. It is WWL's own Bobby Bear, always entertaining. As we continue on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek, very pleased to be joined by WWL's own Bobby Bear, the Cajun Cannon here Practice number eight, Bobby. Uh, we're getting to the point now, and I think you'd agree with this. You've been through many a training camp where starting to get a little tired of hitting on your own guys. It's I'm really looking forward to next week against Baltimore. Yeah, a preseason game uh, can't come soon enough. Um, you know, I, I wish they would also uh, practice against an opponent because, uh, you know, you want to see different faces and, and just uh, stop beating up on one another. But, yeah. 
training camp, uh, it's well established now. Um, I'm interested to see what's going to happen, even though it doesn't count, what happens because the Ravens are always going to have a quality team. You know, whoever's on the field, how they're coached up. And I mean, Todd, have you ever seen the Ravens not have a good defense? So I think it'll be a challenge for our offense, no matter who's in there going against a Ravens-type defense. You know, Bobby, we got three preseason games this year, and I just think it's going to be fascinating because of what's happening in the quarterback position. And actually, there are other battles going on, too. These preseason games probably have more importance than they've ever had in the history of the franchise. Yeah, because we were already established last year. You know, let's go with the season. We're ready to roll. You know, you might say, oh, it's hard. It's going to be hard to make this roster. Well, now you have a lot of open spots, unfamiliar faces, and it'll be interesting to see how uh, Coach Payton's going to utilize the players. I would say, instead of, you know, they don't have four preseason games, only three, that the second preseason game would be like the third game. Because you want your uh, team, uh, the main players you count on healthy uh, to start the season, but you want them also to get some work. So I would look more uh, the second preseason game. You might see familiar faces. Well, I think the first one against the Ravens in the closeout of the season, we, you might see a lot of guys just fighting for their life to make the team. How is it right now on the mental side? Uh, I mean, the days are pretty much running into the next. I mean, we're out here every day, but we don't have pads on. Is it a, as much of a mental grind right now with these players in physical? Uh, they shouldn't be. You want to be a pro, they, practice, they don't even practice two a days no more. I don't know, maybe I'm too old school, like an old four, you know, kind of, I'm like, like one a day seems like you can do anything for one full practice. So uh, listen, that that's part of the progression of the game. Uh, you know, the players' union, collective barring agreement. Would you get all? No, you got to take advantage uh, of this one practice. And and uh, Sean knows how to work them. If it's either too hot or obviously it's lightning, you go inside. Got a great indoor facility. So uh, no, it's set up for the team to have success. Now you just got to go out and do it. Here with. Bobby Hebert of WWL Radio. All right, Bobby, let's talk about the quarterbacks. I mean, you've been in this situation as well. Uh, I think it's been pretty evident that neither quarterback has kind of run away with the job, but none have really done a poor enough job where it's been separated too. It truly is a 50-50 right now. I, I, you stole the words right out of my mouth, it's 50-50. I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe Taysom might have an edge in one practice, then James in another practice. And then you see, well, they both did pretty good, and they both played poorly in a practice. So you've seen a lot of mixed bag there. So uh, uh, I, I know Coach Payton will put them in the posi a position to succeed in what they do best. See, that's why one thing when you look out here, I think what we have to realize is going to help this team. And that's why I think Sean can work some magic. Because I think if we get the 10 wins, I think Coach Payton might be up uh, coach of the year. But he'll help game plan, and I think we never really, I think, as, as a staff, we're not going to get out coach. So I'm not saying it can't happen, but I like our chances a lot to give our player an edge, even though they might have a little more talent. We can out-scheme and be productive that way and win a game. Uh, but put it to you this way. I don't think where we're at right now, uh, we would be in shootout-type games. So I want our defense to respond, whether you shorten the game. Uh, you know, I was saying, well, we want Coach Payton to run the ball 30 times. You say, well, at least 20. Now I think he might be running 30 to 35. You shorten the game, control time possession. Now you, you got to win the turnover about all those old cliches. But wouldn't you rather, uh, Todd, wouldn't you rather win 17-13? Then, oh, that game was very entertaining, but we lost 38-35. No, give me any, how can you get 
you know, double-digit wins. Because I think nine wins might do it, Bob, but if somehow if you can get to ten wins, uh, I think that'll be enough. Uh, you know, you're representing the playoffs, and it'll be an outstanding season. Maybe thinking ahead, and you, and you touched on it, if you're going to run 30 to 35 times, you think it's, it was a good idea to bring in Devontae Freeman? Without a doubt, because uh, I think right now, uh, you look at the wide receiving uh, core and the depth. Uh, Ty Montgomery's a wide receiver, but he's a running back. Look, given a chance opportunity last year, what, he ran 102 yards in that game? So what does he do best? Get his hands in the ball in space. And, uh, you know, design like a jet sweep, a wide receiver screen, and just option routes underneath. He'll get that yards after the catch and yak. We're gonna have, we have to help out Alvin Kamara because if I'm the Packers right now on paper, I'm, I'm, I'm saying let I want to see these receivers beat us. Alvin Kamara, wherever he's at, he's double teamed. You put eight in the box, you stop the run, and even if the offensive line's kicking butt, then Alvin's still going to make one guy miss at least when you put eight in the box. And then let's say you shift him or put him in motion. Well, what teams usually do against uh, pass receiving running backs or, or top receivers, they play him short and long, bump and run with help behind him, or in and out. They'll come up, bump and run, then open their hips because they know they have help over here. So I can tell you at the beginning, I think Alvin Kamara's getting double team. They can say, let's see if somebody else can beat us. Uh, so be, uh, some fans might get frustrated. Oh, Alvin's not having the kind of game we want to. But even if he gets out there, I would like this. You shift Alvin Kamara, put him in motion, or, or you just shift him out there, two-back system. Have Latavius Murray back there. Because then you have to dig, then you can dictate what the defense has to do. Then you run Murray. They might be like, oh, well, what was that play? I don't know, it was four and a half, five yards. Move the chains. You know, have those 11, 12 play drives. But again, you got to protect the football. So it'll be interesting to see Coach Payton's strategy going into this season without Drew Brees, because I think it'll be a little different than what we've seen, you know, in the years past. A couple more for you, Bobby. Again, on the defensive side of the ball, pass rush is going to be key, but the cornerback position is still really in flux because you don't know what's going to happen with Marshawn Latimer, who, by the way, is having an unbelievable camp. But you don't know what his status is going to be when the year ends. That's why they keep bringing guys in. Yeah, and we need someone to step up uh, because whether he's suspended or not or when he's suspended, uh, if I'm playing against it, it'd be like the old Deion Sanders syndrome. I remember going against Deion and Bobby Butler, nothing against Bobby Butler, but but I'm I'm throwing at Charles Demery. Nigga and Bobby Bella, why am I gonna? Now you take a chance now and then to keep him honest, but that's why we need another cornerback uh, to step up. That's why, um, you know, even here, we have to give up too much. Xavier Howard, uh, he would be almost like a better version when we brought in Jack Rabbit. And then, and I, I look at uh, Prince uh, here as kind of like Eli Apple, you know, kind of thing. Uh, Somebody, fans might say, why is Ken Crawley out there? Didn't he start in 2018? It didn't work out, but he has a lot of NFL experience. And whether it's P. Rob or Ken Crawley or someone else, if they're out there, it's because they won the job. You could say maybe it's by default, but somebody didn't beat him out. So that's that's still troubling. I'm not worried on the inside uh, with the slot. I'd rather Prince or, or, or some veteran come in here, uh, Crawley, whatever, and, and solidify, play with confidence, win that job so we could put P. Rob and pool at their strengths on the inside. And then we have also depth there, you know, with uh, uh, with C.D. Deuce and, and Chauncey Garner-Johnson, what he can do. So I, I like our safeties as long as right now Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins stays healthy. Uh, I think 
P.J. Williams stay healthy. I'm, I'm not worried. I'm more, like you said, more about the cornerback position. Last question. One guy in camp who you came in, didn't really have much expectations. That's really shined for you in the first eight practices. Well, uh, my dark horse, I would say, uh, be familiar with. He could be the next uh, Craig Robinson, Andrew Dowell, uh, number 50 from Michigan State. You know, he was on the team last year. He, he came in to the NFL with Dallas. And then, uh, you know, he's on our roster, uh, Jalen Dalton. I, I think Jalen Dalton in the interior, a big man, great opportunity for him out of University of North Carolina. Uh, and, and then I would say the other dark horse, if you're looking at DBs, is uh, the kid uh, from Tennessee, uh, Bryce Thompson, cornerback rookie out of Tennessee. I, I think he has chances. He had an outstanding special teams drill where it blew up the gunner. And uh, they look for that because you're on the back end, you have to be able to dominate and contribute at a high level on special teams. Like, who's going to be the next uh, Justin Hardy? You know, the, that type of individual. Bobby, great stuff, man. Thanks for your time. You still got another team period left today. And uh, let's go get him, man. Let's do this again. All right, Todd, you're my favorite. That is Bobby Aver from WWL Radio. You have been listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. We'll see you on Monday for the next edition.